Hello everyone. I'm your Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellence in career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe. Where we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their wins, and much more. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. So I'm happy to announce my today's guest, Nancy Calibris. Hi, Nancy. Welcome. Hello. Glad to okay. be on. Thank you. Little bit about uh, Nancy. She have more than thirty plus years experience. Nancy is a CEO and founder of One of a Kind Sales. We going to talk more about it. And she is also an author of this, the Insight Sales Solution: How to Build and Manage a Team of Outbound Prospectors and Take Back Control of Your Lead Generation. So tell us about how the sales started for you, Nancy, because I know that time it's really tough. Yeah. All right. So I am dating myself. <laughs> when I was a, a young adult in my 20s, I was always told you would be great in sales. And I finally made the decision to try it. I was horrified. And I joined the wacky world of headhunting or recruiting. And those days, all you had was a phone. There was no computer. Looked at the yellow pages. My biggest fear was I wasn't ever going to get any clients. And I decided to pick a specialty. And I recommend that for anyone going into sales because I wanted to be known in a certain business segment and i picked insurance i knew nothing about insurance except that i needed car insurance and so what i learned i guess about everybody's got a skill that they're naturally good at and my skill was getting owners of businesses to tell me and teach me about insurance and i did that through asking questions so fast forward I had that business for many years. I grew the practice and then back in 2008, I had a client and we had done a lot of placements with them and placed a lot of sales people. They asked me and my team to build an inside sales department for them because the one thing those reps hated doing was picking up the phone making a call. Mm. So we did that. We scheduled I had multiple people working the account, but we scheduled 300 appointments that first year. Oh my uh, god. And I know. And after the second year, I said this is this is too much fun. I realized there's a real great void in the business community for this type of support. So I opened one of a kind sales 11 years ago and never looked back. Wow, such a tough time and now we have so many facilities. Yeah. I mean nowadays when you think about it, uh, it was grueling to have to build a lead list. It took forever. And now it's a click of a button. So for all of you listeners, I encourage that, you know, in order to keep meeting your goals, do the activities that you can control. One of the most cost-effective way generating new business is through the phone whatever phone the voip phone your cell phone is having a conversation that will move into new business 
I want to understand cold calling is just to make a first call or also to have the continuous follow-up call. That's a great question. So when I think of cold calling, it's really to schedule the qualified appointment. So we don't know who's going to be on the other end. And our job, and we study this, is to match the communication style of the person on the other end. I don't know if, Talaga, if you know DISC. Have you heard of DISC? DISC. DISC? Yeah. Yes. Okay. DISC is communication style. And people fall into typically one of the four quadrants. Dominant. So somebody who is dominant would speak quickly, bottom line me to the point. There's no fluff. Then you have the influencer, the I. And those are people that are social. They enjoy the networking, the gift of gab. It takes longer to get to the point with those people. And by the way, most salespeople are influencers, believe it or not. And very few are Ds. S is the steady Eddie person. They usually, you'll find them in caregivers, HR, and they like to make decisions based on group consensus. And then you have the C compliant, very detail oriented. They want numbers, they want facts, and they take the longest to make a decision. So I'm sharing that with you is because we study it and we have to become whoever they are on a disc profile which kind of makes it fun as well. Because we study selling each and every week, we train our team to be even better at what they do. We're a big believer in consultative sales versus features and benefits. That's a great tip. I want to know, especially from you, because you are expert in cold calling, like what do you think whether the women are better in cold calling? Do you think so? Not necessarily, no. I I, I think both men and women, they have the right passion, can be equally as successful. I have both on my team. Not everyone is suited for this part of the selling channel. Remember, cold calling or outbound prospecting is a channel that is often disregarded and not implemented in many organizations. It is the most challenging part because most people don't want to hear no. Mm -hmm. But here we take a no as yay, I'm getting closer to my yes. We don't personalize the no because it's a a business no. It's not a no to you individually. Yeah. And most people will probably say it doesn't work. Well, it doesn't work because you're not practicing it. You're not doing it every day. You know, like any actor or actress, you start with the script, you memorize the script, you internalize the script. And when you go to the movie and you see your favorite actor, actress on the screen, you have no idea. You don't even think about the script, but that grounds them. Same in what we do. We start with the script because we do it every day, all day long. Yeah, we're going to be more skilled at it. And we know if we stick to it and do all of the right activities, we're going to hit our goals. For anyone that is not doing this, I can guarantee you're leaving money on the table. That's really what happens because if you're not doing it, somebody else is doing it. So going back to your question, a male or a female, I think gender doesn't matter. It's your dedication to study, 
to get trained, to get out of your comfort zone and try new techniques. And as I said earlier, practice, practice, practice. That's nice. So skill is important, not the gender. Yep. Coming to the next question, like how your journey has transferred, like transition time between your, you know, corporate or a nine to five job to the business? I love that. That's a great question. You know, it does. Human beings have to communicate with one another. The fact that we're disc trained has allowed me to get my daughter to do things she wouldn't naturally do because I know her communication style and I speak to her the way she wants to be spoken to. People, many people say they hate sales. They're not in sales. And I would challenge that everybody's in sales. Everybody asks or wants something to happen and they want it to happen their way. So by communicating in a way that people enjoy listening to, you're going to be more apt to get what you want in life. It's funny, Talaga, that you brought it up because we had a group meeting not long ago and I said, do you guys realize how your lives have changed? They all agree. They use the you know, the techniques that we're trained in. Very true. I totally agree. You know, my husband always, he wants me to negotiate. because (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, this cold calling, we are coming back to the same topic. Cold calling, what do you think would be an ideal conversion rate so that people will not get rejected? Is it? Oh my goodness. My only answer to that, it, it depends on so many different factors. All right. The larger the company, the lower the conversation rate is. It's just a fact of life. The quality of the lead list is important. If you have incorrect numbers, that's a problem. It slows the call process down. If you navigate to going back to the larger company, you're going to probably have to get through executive assistants and gatekeepers to get to that party. If you are targeting an industry that is highly saturated. For instance, insurance is a vertical for us. We get fewer appointments because there are so many other agents buying for the same business. And also in in their case, renewal dates are critical. So often we have a, a list We don't have the renewal date. And if they just renewed in May, they're not going to want to have a meeting with our client. Mm -hmm. So that matters. The smaller the company, typically, the easier it is to get a decision maker on the phone. That said, at the time of the call, we have no idea what their needs are. They could very much be in your target. They would probably be using another party. And they could be really happy with them or a family member is providing what you can offer. So it's really so hard to give you a number. And I hate doing that. I won't do that with my clients. Another factor is if we are calling those leads for the first time, we're going to have fewer conversions because they haven't heard from us. And that's why you have to have a plan in place throughout the year so that you're in front of these prospects. We do it here four times a year, each time for a four-week period. So I hope that answered your question as honestly as I could. 100%. And my next question is about your book, The Inside Sales Solution. Can you just talk about that? 
I had that written, I don't know, a couple of years ago. So one of our core services, we call it call center in a box. What is that? Many organizations, smartly so, have inside sales reps making appointments for their sales team. And what often happens is they are not properly coached in technique, in just basic sales conversation. And additionally, they don't have a system in place so that the leadership can evaluate metrics. Are they making the dials? How many conversations are they having? How many appointments are they converting? They have some metrics to go by. And and so in this book, The Inside Sales Solution, what we talk about is a do-it-yourself. There's a free download on my website for any of the listeners that are curious. And you need metrics. You need to know who your performers are. You need to know who are having the issues. Have we coached this person? As in all fields, you need to have continual training and education to keep the quality of your team where you want it to be. Great. Uh, can you tell your website? Uh... Sure. One of a kind sales, all one word, dot com. So coming to one of a kind sales. So what exactly it is? We could just summarize. Well, we excel at what most people hate doing. We love cold calling. And, and you know, typically when we're in front of key executives, we hear that they are frustrated They don't have enough qualified leads in their pipeline, or they are annoyed. They have a sales team that is not picking up the phone, leaving money on the table. And then finally, they're concerned they're not going to hit their new business goals. So we come in as their inside sales engine. We do everything from data management to creating the scripting to actually launching the campaign and setting qualified appointments at the right time. So we do cold calling. We love cold calling so our clients don't have to do it. Great. Now coming to inside sales, I want to, it's my uh, perception, correct me if I'm wrong. So I want to bring more and more women into friend sales. Okay. Okay. I believe that they have all the qualities to be in friend sales, to travel and to speak out to the customers. But uh, number one, they themselves do not have confidence to move forward. Number one. Number two, even the organization do not have confidence to, you know, to give them friend sales opportunity. The job opportunities in India for a saleswoman is too low. So what I am, it's my belief system is if they go to an inside sales first, okay, to make some cold calling, to close some calls, prove the company that they also can do sales, then they, they can go to the next step of friend sales. Because directly jumping into friend sales, they may not find that kind of opportunity. So what is your opinion, Nancy? I know that companies all over the world struggle finding good salespeople. And mindset is really, really critical in any position, but especially in sales. Sales is just a form of communication. And if you are trained the way we are trained in consultative selling, it takes all the pressure off of you as a salesperson. And I'll give you an example. Uh, Most salespeople 
historically have been trained doing features and benefits. Hi, my name is Nancy Calabrese and my company is one of a kind sales. We're going to get you a lot of appointments. So let's schedule a time to speak. That's features and benefits. The way we approach it is deliberately different. And, you know, Talaga, hi, this is Nancy Calabrese. We don't know each other. I'm not sure you're the person I need to speak with, but if you give me 30 seconds, I'll let you know why I'm calling. At the end, after, you know, go through what I can do, and it's usually three bullets, I you stop and you just say, is any of this relevant and worth the conversation? That's it. The questions that you ask are the same questions you know, for each and every call, if they indicate they have an issue, oh no, well, tell me more about that. Gee, how long has that been going on? I mean, what is that doing to you? You want to, you want to elicit emotion and empathize, and then you pivot to the appointment. So to, to answer your question, I think there's a lot of opportunity in the business community for women, as you say, to do inside sales. The key inside sales, since you're not, you're going to be over a phone, is your tonality, your accent, especially if you're interested in, you know, English speaking countries. Um, um, it's just, you have to be fluent in English. But if you okay. have all of those skills, there, there's so many postings on, um, I think you can go to Upwork, people looking for skills like that. And uh, one question come from the audience related mm -hmm. to this. How a typical Indian can sound with good tonality in US accent? I have people all over the world working for me. I have somebody in India working for me. I have people in uh, Pakistan and Egypt. And it's just the clar clarity. Like we all have accents. You hear my accent, right? I can't 100% answer that until I hear the sound. You know, some people speak with um, a real Southern accent here. Other people speak more like me, like the Northeast. It's not so much the accent, but can we understand what's being said? Yeah, I got it. I hope so, Big Shaw. So I got the answer. Okay. So you talk about tonality and accent, uh, Nancy. So mm -hmm. Do you have any tips? For people to, you know, to be better, is there any practice they have to do to be better in tonality? I would recommend just taking a script, record it, and listen to it. Listen back to it. Share it with an accountability partner, somebody that you trust that will be honest about how you sound. Here's another thing. You have to sound as if you're smiling. They have to hear your passion, your enthusiasm in your voice. For example, I had my team do sample call recordings. I mean, they know the script inside and out. And I had to send a couple of them back and, and said, uh-uh, change your tone. It's all in the tone, in the passion behind the voice. I understood. Like, uh, I always say, if customer wants to buy your product, he first should like you more than the product or service. They're buying <laughs> you. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to earn their trust and you earn their trust by asking good questions, by empathizing, by repeating what you've heard. And when you do get a no, not personalizing it, you know, no is not now. Okay, down the road, we'll get you.
and you talk about uh, you know the yentu i also believe in you are actually transferring your energy your feeling to your prospect your positive energy your vibes when it transfer to your prospect he feels yep. good he feels comfortable talking with you more. yeah oh i love that analogy very good yeah it's your energy it's your phone presence yeah being focused being 100% with the customer and wanting to serve him i yeah. think that's more important one more thing is like see my passion is i want to bring more and more women Mm-hmm. community into appointment setting so that they can get lot of you know a commission or a kind of a pocket money at least you know how, how about picking up housewives training them because you don't believe after the marriage almost 50% the count of career com- coming down okay yep. for a woman yep. in india i don't know in your country and after baby it is almost 75% down Mm-hmm. this is the scenario and after they have a baby either they do not have uh, you know confident to again come back to a, to the career or the family is not supporting but they have that guilty feeling oh i'm not working i'm dependent i have a lot of potential but i'm really not able to prove those kind of guilty feeling the uh, women housewives are having it my passion is at least if they earn at least small amount of money every month at least for their own expenses they feel yep. good that gives some kind of a satisfaction sure. confident in them yeah i have i'm just thinking two people that work with me that are housewives they they they, they have family and they're still working so i say it doesn't matter if you have different experience if you're skilled to do appointment setting that's an, an amazing skill we have the ability to have people work from their home and because you're on the phone it doesn't have to be a formal setup except when you're client facing and there are tricks now with zoom you can black out your background and so on so i think it is an an easy way to add income and i i go back to your people to go to upwork and look at the opportunities there if you're skilled that's a gift look for a company that will train you and provide you additional sales training and coaching that's ideal especially if you're in a no business right you want to keep the culture good you want to keep the employees motivated you know like the no is getting me closer to my yes have that kind of a mindset Okay so that is good so because why i asked this question is in india appointment setting a role and all is is negligible it's it to come you know because what is happening in india all the companies they have the appointment setters called as sales coordinator or a customer support service so within the office the employee does all this there, there is no nothing called appointment setter where the company can outsource it maybe okay. down the line 5 years 10 years 20 years this make up this concept like appointment setter closer as of right. now it's very very less i can count the company who have such you know similar really? to one of a kind sales yeah yeah wow so many doesn't know about what is appointment setter that's the scenario here again there are opportunities all over the world for people that are interested 
in setting appointments. And setting appointments is simply having a conversation with a stranger to determine, are they going to be a good fit? That's really all we do. What I love, again, if you're breaking into sales, is you don't have to see that person. If a call goes sour, okay, you don't have to call them back. You know, and you will get people that are nasty. But if you have a well-written script and you practice it and you internalize it, you'll get very few hangups, if any at all. People like listening to themselves. There's one more question. How Indians can get opportunity in U.S. as an appointment center? What should be they prepared for being good in appointment sitting? I can tell you this. For my company, I hire people that have had experience already in outbound calling and dialing. I take my people through an interview process, so they have to pre-record a script, a read-through of the script that we use, and then complete a uh, candidate information form. And that form is a series of questions. And I want to get a sense of what their experience has been so far. If those two items are good, then I pass uh, the candidate on to my recruiter who will do a Zoom interview. And then she will come back to me with her recommendation. So for being good in appointment setting is just keeping your skills strong. Another factor that we look at is how many dials per hour a caller is making. We do not believe in doing a lot of research when you're cold calling because it's more you're more likely going to get in voicemail and that's a waste of time. So we expect our dialers, uh, our callers to average about 20 dials in, an hour. That's manageable. Yeah. Okay, we're almost at the end of the podcast. What is your advice to women in sales? You ladies are the best. Be <laughs> persistent. Do the behaviors that you can control time and time again. Have a system in place. You'll continue to find success for sure. Thank you for that. You're welcome. And, and what is your daily routines about sales or and life, because I believe personally, routine is so important for anyone to become successful. Yeah, I love what I do. So my first advice is find something that you love, because to me, this is not work. The fact that I could appear and talk to an audience about something that I'm so passionate about, it just comes really natural. That's number one. I start, but everybody starts their day with routine. I walk my two dogs and yes, I'm a Beatles fanatic. And so I listen to the Beatles channel every morning and then I, I get my day going. What has really helped me, this is important. We all have like, uh, we're morning people or afternoon people, right? I happen to be a morning person. So what I was advised, and this was great advice, is to do what you hate doing when you have the most energy and save what you love doing when you're most tired, because that'll pick you up. Okay. It does really work. And when you That's schedule, yeah. And when you schedule your day, put buffers in between each meeting. Give yourself 15 minutes. I have dumbbell weights over there. I stand up. I do my weights. I walk around, you know, clear my head. And then as it relates to sales, just make sure you, you have some kind of training. 
as you go along. I don't care how many years you've been in business. You could always pick up a nugget or two. Very true. Very true. Yeah. You know, most of uh, Indians I speak, they believe in their experience. You know, talking to customers, they learn. Yeah. Talking to the colleagues, they learn. But I somehow feel uh, that perspective has to be changed now because now the competitions are more, you really have to upgrade your skills. For that, training, reading sales books are important, I think. Yep, very important. Yep. Okay, the last one, what is your secret of success? Persistence, just not giving up. Just um, you have a bad day, so you have a bad day. You just pick up and move forward, moving forward. Don't stop, just move forward. That's right. (laughs) You have good questions. (laughs) Thank you, Nancy. It was nice talking to you. I so enjoyed speaking with you. And uh, if anybody is interested in reaching out to me, you can connect with me on LinkedIn and and or email me at nancy at oneofakindsales.com. Here's to great prospecting day. Thank you. And also to have her book free download, you can go to her uh, website, oneofakindsalesallcontinuouswithoutspace.com. You got it. Thanks a lot, Nancy. Thank you. It's fun. (laughs) Yeah, take care. Thank you for listening to Sell Like Her podcast. Do subscribe and share so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening to successful women's stories. Let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales. Meet you in the next episode. Until then, bye. Take care.